05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got Phil Degree here from Nolens, I believe they say down there. I don't know if that's correct. Nolens, Louisiana. So appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we kind of connected on LinkedIn and you shared post here recently of your story and what you know, some things that have gone on in your life so that I would definitely like to get into and, and share with the listeners here today. But before we do that, before we get too much into you, I do want to ask uh, Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? Um, you know, I've been in, in leadership roles for the majority of my adult life, you know, um, from, from working corporate restaurants, moving my way up through that to owning my own business, my own restaurants. And, uh, and now as a sales manager in a $40 million distribution company, leadership, it's very, I mean, you can use every sports analogy, you know, but you got to have that guy who can identify the team, identify the team needs, pull the team together and, and get the team down the field. And I think, I think leadership is undervalued but missing in today's society. You know, people, we kind of, we kind of knock it down a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? So what do I think? You know, I think Saints, who that baby, Drew Brees, <laughs> you know, the Super Bowl, yeah. um, you know, but that's that mindset, you know, you, yeah. you pair well, you rally the team and you get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think I agree too with what you said about leadership today. You know, we could use more leaders, I think now more than ever, or now more than in a very long time. Yeah. That's the way it feels at least. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and a little bit of your backstory? I guess this kind of could come into play on how I saw your post and learned a little bit about some of the the struggles and the uh, adversity that you've faced here, maybe even more recently too. So, yeah. So my post was um, on the anniversary of my original cancer diagnosis. So seven years ago, June of 2015, I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Out of the blue, um, I had been suffering with some pain and you know sickness for about five months, but out of the blue, like no mm-hmm. one ever expected to be cancer. 
and it's stage three colon cancer out the gate, went through the chemo and surgery and chemo. And, and then a little over a year after chemo finished, it comes back at stage four, it spread to my lungs, life changing. So stage yeah. three really, you know, it affected me, but stage four changed my life. And um, I'm five years cancer free, five years post that stage four diagnosis, living the best life I've ever lived. And as I reflect on that, you know, every significant, except my dad died when I was 12, except for that, every significant negative event in my life, I've come out stronger. And so my girlfriend got pregnant right out of high school. My son and my grandchildren, I just spent the last week with, you know, they were in town and just spent the last week just being papier and and Mm. it was just amazing, you know, and doing great. And divorce. And then my second wife, you know, 26 years of marriage, and three more beautiful boys that are, that are thriving, doing well. You know, I got fired. I, I was, I worked for corporate America, worked at a corporate restaurant, you know, a managing partner, tenured managing partner. I get fired. They said I was burned out better for it. You know, yeah, it just, right. you, you know, at the time I thought, Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, a few years later, go into, you know, open my own business, you know, and had had a lot of success with it over 10 years, but I also had a lot of setbacks, always coming out stronger at the end. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's it's a grit. It's a resiliency that you know, not that I don't have down days. I, I've got times where I'm just down. You know, yeah. I don't feel like getting up and moving. I don't feel like going to work. I, I, the world is coming down. You know, I filed bankruptcy, you know, coming out of my business and closing my business, you know, man, but every significant negative impact, negative event in my life, I have turned it into something better. So that's what really that post was about. I was just been reflecting on it. And it's like, yeah, God, it's a lifetime ago that I even feel like I had cancer. And since that, my second diagnosis, yeah, metastatic stage four colon cancer, third leading cause of death in men, Wow. And it's the third leading cause of death from cancer in adults. So I've got stage four, you know, there's not a stage five. Mm-hmm. I refuse treatment, said I'm going to do surgery and um, that's it. I'm not doing chemo. I was given a 45% life expectancy, five year life expectancy. And I said, okay. if I've got only five years, I'm not doing chemo. Yeah. And uh, I said that I told my doctor I was going to go from stage four to 140.6 and do a full Ironman. Now the second surgery, the cancer had spread to my lungs. They removed half of my left lung. Swimming is now a huge head game for me. So I'm not close to that Ironman yet, but I've done four sprint triathlons. I've run uh, two half marathons, a marathon, now two ultra marathons. You know, I've done 75 hard and four by four by 48. And I, I'm yeah. just now just constantly trying to put myself in difficult, challenging, uncomfortable events. And, and it just makes me stronger. It makes me, yeah, you know, it kind of makes me a champion, I think, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've always said that a championship leader is to be someone that you would want to be led by. And that's really been the reason for this podcast is, is to talk to championship leaders all over the world from all kinds of different backgrounds, 
experiences, industries, niches, professions. And uh, so through these past four years of building out this podcast, I've, I've had a number of companies that have reached out that want exposure for their, their product. And one recently that I've really grabbed a hold of is a company called Magic Mind. And if you're, if you're watching this here on YouTube, you can see this is the bottle. And uh, this is their page here. Um, it's the world's first productivity drink. And when they first reached out and asked me to, to, to give this a try and, and to test it for myself individually before being willing to come in and to speak to uh, our audience here on, on the podcast as a recommendation um, to first try it for myself. And so a little skeptical, definitely going in. Uh, oftentimes I'll take different supplements and, and, uh, with a, with a promise of a certain result and, and have never really had a, had the same experience. Right. So, uh, I've been trying this for the last taking this for the last seven days. A good friend of mine, Vinnie Berry, uh, has also been taking this for the past seven days and we've both had some incredible results and experience with it. What I really have liked about this and what I've noticed and it's and it takes some time, right, to build up. You don't take it the first day and and get some instant results, although you do feel the effects on the first day. But really, uh, four, five, six days in, notice that uh, you know I've been much calmer. My energy has been high. Typically, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, just like you listening, um, we have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of stresses, a lot of pressure. Uh, for ourselves to build a company, to, to continue to grow revenue, to take care of those that, that work for us. And uh, a lot of times we'll do that. One way to stay alert and to keep our energy and focus up is to continue to drink coffee, to hit that uh, favorite energy drink in the middle of the day, just as I had. And, and uh, I still love my coffee. The great thing about this is you, you can continue to use your coffee, drink your coffee uh, and use this in conjunction with that. And so I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning. And then I've, I take one of these, I just drink it straight. It tastes really good. Uh, it's got a nice open bottle. It's lightweight. It's plastic. It's recyclable. Uh, I travel a lot. I'm going to run hundred miles here soon uh, in the next week. And uh, I plan on bringing these out on the course with me uh, to, to keep me alert, to continue to give me that energy without the, without the hit, right? The coffee and, and, and the uh, energy drinks give you the jitters and, 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 you know, there's the constant crash, which, which means I go for the other cup or I go for the, the, the energy drink. And, and with this, one of the, one of the ingredients, key ingredients, and there's many of them, but, uh, uh, matcha, it, it, it's, it's what gives you the energy as you could see, um, on the screen here talks about the different ingredients inside of here, the nootropics, the adaptogens, honey, matcha, you name it. But, um, I love it. I've subscribed myself and going to continue to take this on a daily basis. I felt more calm, more clear, more focused and, and way more productive uh, taking magic mind. And so uh, I have a code for you to try this out yourself. You can sub subscribe and save up to 40% with my code champ 20. If you go to magicmind.co forward slash championship, again, magicmind.co forward slash championship. And then you go to order. If you subscribe, you'll save 40%, uh, save 20%. If you just want to do a one-time trial basis to, to see what it 
the effects are for you, uh, you could go ahead and just do that and get the 20% discount with CHAMP20. So again, the code is CHAMP20. We'll put all this in the show notes for you. But I highly recommend giving it a try. I've, I've loved it. The experience has been great for me and I'm going to continue to uh, use it moving forward. So, well, you said uh, stage three changed. I forget exactly what you said. Stage three affected me. Affected but stage you, four but stage four changed four. Why did we have to wait for change four to change our lives? <laughs> Why couldn't stage yeah, right? three be enough, you know, man? <laughs> I was, uh, you know, stage three, it, it kind of, you know, shook me up, but. What was the prognosis for that? Like, that has still had to be scary as hell. It was, and chemo is such a drag. You know, yeah. literally, it just drags you down. The further you get into it, the heavier it gets. You know, I, I describe it as like a wet blanket. You yeah. know, it just gets heavier and heavier. Yeah. But I had a business to run. I, I had, you know, once I was out of that treatment, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. This was a fluke. It was stress related. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just carry on and, and not really worry about it. And I didn't really, so I had burger joints and um, I ate a lot of red meat. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of red meat. So, you know, that and stress, my diet and I think just the stress, I, I don't know. I don't know why mm-hmm. it didn't shake me up more than it did. Probably should have, but yeah, you know, I felt like I'm in, I'm in good shape, you know, even though I'm coming out of chemo and, you know, I, I'm in good shape and, yeah. and I didn't really change anything. I went right back into work and just grinded it out. So how did it change you once uh, stage four came around? So my doctor, when I told her I wasn't doing chemo, you know, she's 45% five-year yeah. life expectancy. I said, okay, well, what if I don't do chemo. She said, I won't give you those, those odds. I said, well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> she said, <laughs> she said, you're going to need to change your lifestyle. You know? So I closed the restaurant. I, she said, yeah, change your diet. So now I really, I'm probably about 90, 85%, 90% on a Mediterranean lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Changed my diet and changed how I exercise. And she, she gave me an article that said endurance training prevents, you know, build your immune system against terminal illnesses like cancer. And that's when I said, well, I'm going from stage four to 140.6. All right. Yeah. You know? So I eat differently. I train differently. I work differently. I just changed my lifestyle. Now it's a lot of, you get to a hard thing and you're like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. After you face that, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, brought so the article, cause I, you know, like extreme performance, physical performance is kind of something that I've you know, I, I resonate with that because I do a yeah. lot. You know, I just did 100 miles here right. a few weeks right. ago, and um, yeah, I've just continued to do those types of because I I fully believe 100 the same. Like you know, what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. You know, I just took a group of guys out in North Dakota this last week through some hard physical. I do some events that way too because I believe that's the best way to help push people, challenge them, get them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of growth that happens through that too, which I'm sure it sounds like you agree with as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, there was an article I've seen like extreme endurance is the new midlife crisis for, you know, guys our age or older, I'm 45, but you know, the forties, fifties are kind of all, not all, but there's a lot being drawn to those types of experiences for some reason. I think probably not for some reason, but exactly because of what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, and the, the pandemic, I, I think, shifted a lot of people too. You know, they, they realized that they've got to live healthier. Um, yeah. They've got to get outside. They got to do things. And, and it gave them the time to do it too, because yeah. now people are kind of working differently. Yeah. 
So you said you got married a second time. You still married then? Yep. Yep. Yeah. How, how long have you been married? Uh, 26 years. 26. Yeah. And so, so you had the support system there too, obviously, which I would imagine would help through a time. Like uh, listen, I think the support system, you, know, you can just put it on, you know, cancer. So you've done ultras, you've done hundred mile ultras. Mm-hmm. That's the cancer journey. Cancer is like, yeah. you know, ultra is like, I'm running an ultra is like going through cancer and you need that support system. Yeah. And that's, you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a tremendous support system. And then when I did my 50, I, I don't really know how prepared I was. Right. I mean, I downloaded yeah. a, a training plan offline and followed that. And, and, but my wife, unbeknownst to me, had set up this amazing, um, you know, we're in New Orleans, right? It's a, a parade of support. Yeah. There were people awesome. up on the route. Like, oh, wow. I mean, 6.15 <laughs> in the morning, I'm coming through the French Quarter. You know, we had just started running and there's a friend of mine. Yeah. And people are like, who are you? And, and then, you know, mile <laughs> 10, there's some friends with signs and then mile 15. And, and, and it goes on. Oh, and about amazing. mile 22, I'm yeah. like, this is a setup. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was throughout the race. And so it was tremendous. And you That's have to awesome. have that support group. And, yeah. and I think they're the unsung heroes. You know, I get a lot of credit for, you know, beating cancer, but you don't beat cancer yeah. on your own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I imagine. Who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted you that have, have left the mark on you that have, that have been a great example of what it is to be a championship leader and maybe, you know, some of the characteristics you've taken from them. Um, you know, there, there's still a guy who, uh, he's probably my biggest mentor in, in restaurants. You know, I worked for him as an hourly employee and then as a manager, and then we were peers together and, and we haven't spoken in years, but, but Will, Will Alfred, he, he's without, he's a big guy without back now. Okay. But, but he was just always just so calm and cool and nothing ever rattled him. And he let us work, you know, he let us do the work. And, and when you failed, he'll tell you, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. This isn't how you do it, or we need to think of a better way. Yeah. But he, he allowed me as a young manager, as a young leader to, uh, to make mistakes. And, and it wasn't mm-hmm. the end of the world. And I kind of take that now and I do yeah. the same thing. You know, I have a guy who works for me now who worked for me at my restaurants and, and he says it all the time. He's like, man, like you never, you never like slap my hand and said, you're an idiot. You would say, yeah. okay, well, let's figure this out. You know? And, and and my boss now is like that, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, you know, if, it, if it's a wrong decision, he's just like, well, let's think of a better way. Um, yeah. But, you know, I really look at guys like, you know, the, the sports figures, you know, Vince Lombardi, but yeah. also, you know, political, you know, great leaders, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Right. I, I, there's a guy that I'm really, um, I've read some of his books. I resonate with him a lot and he's all over LinkedIn, but Greg Boston, he's a great writer. He's a historical writer. He's constantly, okay you know, using, uh, historical figures as, uh, you know, leadership examples. Yeah. But, um, you know, when I look at guys like, you know, I said, you know, I'll do these hard things, you know, look at, you know, somebody like a David Goggins, you know, or a Jocko Willink or, you know, those guys kind of fire you up. And, but then you also look at them and you're like, are they superhuman? Yeah. Right. They have a life. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I can resonate with that too. I think that's allowing people to learn and the ability to stay calm, cool, and collected and kind of give your people, uh, you know, a manner in which they can expect you to show up. I think that 
that's just huge, right? For people yeah. to know who they're going to get every day, no matter what's going on, man, that there's a lot of respect and trust that's earned there through that. So, yeah, like in, in my business, important. you know, I, I had restaurants, you know, and, and I, I had to depend on people that, you know, maybe they weren't depended on in their previous job, but you know, I was a small business owner and you know, I couldn't mm-hmm. do everything. I had to yeah. do it. And um, I would just trust them and give them as much information as I could so that they knew what I wanted and, and how I wanted it done. They didn't let me down. I mean, it, they might do something that I wouldn't have done it that way, but, but they didn't let me down. They were yeah. there for me. And uh, when, when I went through cancer, man, they, my staff, my, my employees just rallied and just, yeah. I never really had to worry about it much. That's awesome. Yeah. To me, I mean, that's the true testament of, of a great leader is, you know, in those times when you need them the most, you know, if you weren't showing up as a, a person that they really loved and respected, they would not have been there for you like they were. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's awesome. Why restaurants? How'd you fall into that? You know, when, when I got out of the army, I had just gotten divorced and I got out of the army and I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to college, you know, I'm going to go to college and figure things out and ended up never going to college. You know, okay. I started picking up shifts and I, it, the restaurant industry is, uh, you could have a terrible day or a terrible shift and the next day or next shift can be completely different. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, you knew the kind of day you had, you knew if it was a good day or a bad day and you knew you're going to come in and it's going to be different. It's going to be a fresh start. Um, even if you're working a double, you know, okay, the next shift, yeah, it's a fresh start. And you could, you could just kind of learn from your mistakes and move on. And there's a lot of energy, a lot of fun, hectic, crazy. Yeah. But it's also in a lot of ways unhealthy, you know, yeah. you don't eat right. You don't eat at the right, <laughs> right times. You don't sleep well. You don't, yeah. you know, so I'm grateful for my time in the restaurant industry, but now I work for a distributor selling to restaurants. So I'm still kind of in the business, mm-hmm. but I'm home every night. I'm home on the weekends. Yeah. I've got it a much different yeah. quality of life. Maybe that answers the next question. I was just going to ask if any uh, desire to, to do it again, to open another restaurant. There's always a little, there is a, a little, little bit. Flame, isn't there? You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah there's always that, yeah. but no, it's, it's not healthy. No. And, yeah. and the healthiest thing for me is, you know, like I said, man, I spent a week last five days. All my kids were together. My yeah. grandkids. That's awesome. It's just, yeah, I would have never been able to do that in a restaurant. Industry. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. What, um, what I, is a hundred miles on the, in the vision for also so, running. So I dealt with a lot of guilt from being healthy yeah. and not just being healthy, but being healthy. And I'm out trying to build to do an Ironman. And what I do you mean you dealt people. with guilt? Like you, cause you survived or what? Survivor's guilt. Yeah. Okay. Like hard. And never really thought about that. Yeah. And I'd be out running and, or, or swimming or biking and, and just, just not understanding why am I able to do this? You know, what's yeah. my purpose? And, and I pray about it and I'd ask, you know, for, for reasons. And well, when I was running my 50, I was probably, you know, those last five miles, uh, can't really feel my feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, out there by myself because I was dead last in this race and yeah. hoping the race directors were hanging out waiting on me yeah. <laughs> and uh, knew I wasn't going to see my family again until the finish line. So I got to yeah. get there. And uh, it kind of came to me and I'm going to start a foundation, which I just launched. Okay. To, um, 
to raise money for kids who have lost a parent to cancer. Cause my boys are lucky. Yeah. And, um, they didn't have to deal with that. I lost my dad at 12, not to cancer, but, I, but I know what it's like to lose a parent yeah. and to want something, whatever that is, you know, whether it's to, you know, go to a camp or, or a new bike or stay at the private school you're at, whatever the case may be, you know, there's, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, kids want that, when you're in that situation, you just don't know anymore, you know, can my family afford right. this? And, and so I, a few days later, I, I talked to my kids about it. And I said, man, I think this is what my purpose is. And they were like, dad, let's do it. And so, you know, the last few months, that's what I've been working on. Okay. And, you know, kind of put together a little board and um, we're going to, we've, we've launched it. I registered it. We're going to go out and help other people. And it's amazing that I don't feel guilt anymore. Yeah. Like now I feel like I have a purpose and my purpose is to be healthy. Yeah. And to go do this. So is a hundred miler on the horizon? I don't know. I'm gonna run another 50 in October. I so. mean, not that you need to. I mean, no one needs to do it by yeah. any means. And 50, don't get me wrong, 50 is a great accomplishment. But you know, sometimes I, I, I kind of know I, the crazies I, in the ultra world. And once you get done with one, well, after well, you get over you the, the after you get over the I'm never doing this again, which is usually not too long after you're yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. right, I could do it. <laughs> when you did your um the Denali 135. So I have a sister that lives in Alaska. I've been okay. to Denali three times, I think. And yeah. So when you did that, I was like, Oh, I didn't know they had an ultra there. Yeah. Oh, well, was the first, this first time last year. Yeah. Yeah. I screenshot it. I'm holding on to it like that's a goal of mine. <laughs> awesome. like, all right. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Then you did your Key West last month. And I'm like, yeah, never been to Key West. No, I want to get to Key West. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so, what I've loved about it. I've gone to a lot of places I would not have. Yeah. If it wasn't, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that my foundation, well, I know it is. My foundation is going to be based around my endurance training. It doesn't necessarily have to be me doing right. it. Um, one of my sons wants to run the Boston marathon. So, but it will be around that, you know, it's, it's called running for dreams I was and just uh, ask, what is it running for, yeah, dreams. running right. for dreams. And so it, it'll be based around that people resonate with my story. Mm -hmm. So, so why not use it for a greater purpose and, yeah. and be able to help other people? But it's awesome. I, don't feel, I love it. I haven't felt guilt about being healthy and since last October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, man, I, I mean, reason you're here is an inspiration to others that are going through it. And yeah, you know, the foundation, incredible idea. So, I, you know, there's obviously a lot of purpose and fulfillment through that too. Yep. Yeah. A lot of impact you'd be able to make as well. Yeah. Um, Somebody said to me yesterday, father's day, one of my sister, yeah. she goes, you know, it was just God's will that you had cancer. I was like, I don't know if it was God's will, but you know, I'm going to do the things I need to do to stay healthy. Yeah. But I do think there was a purpose for it. And, and if I can, if I can do something for others and lift people up through going out and doing these, you know, whether it's a 50 or a 50 K or a 50 mile, or mm -hmm. who knows one day, maybe a yeah. hundred mile. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to do that Ironman. At some point I'm going to figure yeah. that out. That yeah. swim is killing me, but I'm going to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hilarious. My first, I did an Ironman 2008 after getting back from deployment. And so like to train, I did like a sprint <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was my first one. And I, man, I was like the, 
I was like the second to last person out of the water. It was only if like 400 meters, I could not swim. And yeah. I was literally doing like everything to survive, like back, <laughs> back floating. And this old lady, like super old, just start like comes out of the water before me, passes me in the water and comes out. And I just, I couldn't do anything but laugh. I mean, I was like, man, it's <laughs> getting crushed, but yeah, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. Just, yeah. She's out there pushing and, you know, the fact that you're out there and you're just doing it is, is, is something to be proud of too. I think in any of that endurance type training and running and events. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of start to wrap this up here. Uh, you know, I obviously I usually ask like, what's a critical moment and obviously having cancer is a big one. And that's probably, probably the one for you, I would imagine, but yep. you know, maybe there's something else too that you have, but you know, I usually ask, cause a lot of people go through those moments. They don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, they're always questioning how they should, which route they should go. Should they go left? Should they go right? Oftentimes we want to know how it's going to work out, you know, and then make our decision on that, but that's not the way it goes. Right. You just don't have the opportunity to do that. So mm -hmm. is there a story that comes to mind for you? You could share to kind of, obviously you chose the way you did to has you where you are today, but you know, is there something that pops up that you could share with the listeners? You know, I, I think, um, what I do is, so I, I opened a restaurant every year. The first four years I was in business, terrible idea. Oh, wow. It's never really <laughs> financed to do that. Yeah. But I'm closing my second restaurant and I'm just devastated because the financial burden and, mm -hmm. and I'm talking to my wife and I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm like, listen, I, I got to close the restaurant. You know, this, this one's not going to work. And she goes, what is the worst thing that can happen? And I start listening to things and it's all business related. She goes, no, what is the worst thing that can happen? And so I lose y'all. She goes, that's not going to happen. So if you eliminate the worst thing possible, you can manage through the rest of it. Yeah. And I am a big believer in you're going to move with intention, like mm -hmm. going into the, the, into the pandemic. You know, we're in the restaurant business. We're supporting restaurants in the restaurant yeah. industry shut down. Right. And I literally thought I'm going to be a fat, unemployed alcoholic. Yeah. And, and a few weeks in, I'm getting depressed. It's starting yeah. to sink in. And, and I was still working every day. I, I didn't miss a day of work, but I was always waiting for that call to say, hey, listen, you know, we can't afford your salary anymore. Yeah, right. And, and I just went to work every day. But then I came home and I I started running. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to outrun this. And, and I think, so I think if you eliminate, like, what is the worst thing that can happen to you? Not, mm. not the worst thing with that situation, but, but the worst thing, period. Because that situation, and it's it's a lot like that when when you have like, someone under your, under your charge that makes a mistake and probably what they do is not going to kill the business, right? It's not going to put right. you out of business. might be a bad decision, but it's kind of the same thing, you know? So what is the worst thing that can happen? Eliminate that and then move with intention. Yeah. Because if you're moving physically, you're mentally, you're going to start, the fog is going to start to clear. You're going to start to be able to kind of figure things out. And I'm not saying you got to go out and run, right? You know? But you got to move. You got to get some exercise. You got to do something physical because it starts clearing your mind. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. 
there was one other thing that you made me uh or that i remember from from your post and uh you know you got some advice from somebody or they asked you a question right like uh oh make it or they they said something they said make it count right make yeah so one of my former employees sent me a poem and it's uh and then the poem is make it count like don't don't ask to eliminate this challenge from your life just make it count and Mm. so um so that's what that's kind of my mantra. That's my family yeah. mantra. We, you know, when we, we have a hard moment, whatever it is, you know, whatever the kids running up against, well, you make it count. You don't, you don't try to run away from it. Don't try to, don't bury your head. Don't, yeah. don't look the other way, make it count. And, and I'm actually uh, starting my own podcast um, with yeah. a friend of mine, make it count. And, and that's what we're going to talk about helping people triumph through those challenging seasons in life that's awesome yeah i love it yeah so it's going to be the make it make it count podcast huh yeah yeah we'll be we'll be dropping it in in a few weeks okay nice exciting yeah outside of everything we've already talked about and shared i think there's a lot of them already uh you know little lessons or principles i guess you'd say that people Mm -hmm. could take from your story and what we talked about but it you know if there's one or two other things that if the listeners were to apply today, would help move their life forward today. Uh, what do you got for them? You know, I, in that post that we connected on, I mentioned it. Um, my buddy, my best friend, been, we've been best friends since we were four or five years old, hits me with a text the night before I started chemo. And it's a Winston Churchill quote, when going through hell, keep going. Keep going, yeah. And that, you know, he's dropping me off at the start of my fifty. And, uh, you know, gets up at 4.30 in the morning to get mm-hmm. me down there. And I'm getting out of the car and he goes, hey, remember, when going through hell, keep going. <laughs> and that's those, those hard things, those yeah. hard challenges in life. You know, you just got to keep going. You got to, what's the worst thing? You got to make it count. You just got to keep going. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What, it, you know, anyone else that resonates with your story wants to you know check in on the podcast and then of course get the foundation might want to support that are there some best ways to connect with you uh for all that yeah you know i'm on facebook you know phil degree on facebook um we just started a make it count facebook page as well i'm the other phil degree on instagram because okay. i have a distant cousin who's a musician and oh, i would really? always yeah yeah people would always come into the restaurant like oh, is phil here and i'd come out to the table and I'd be like no, you're not <laughs> Phil. I'm like, I am Phil. Yeah. Um, but I was the other Phil degree, you know, he's okay. the musician. Yeah, he's the cool one. But um, <laughs> yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn, Phil degree on LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, very good. All right, well, we'll definitely get that linked up for everybody, but uh, appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been great being able to connect and, and chat and learn more about your story. Yeah, I appreciate it, Nate. Let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I 
feel out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see him focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey babe